What is up, everyone? We are back. Tea time with Robin. We are back. I'm with my favorite person. What's up, Robin? How you doing? I am doing just fine, 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 and really glad to see you again. You too. You too. You last week, but here we are again with a whole list of things to talk about. Amazing how the off season. I wonder about this with other teams. It, are are the off seasons as dramatic for other teams? As, <laughs> you know, in terms of drama and all. Oh yeah, we got stuff to talk about. We do. Um, yeah, we. You know, like you said, it it was a break that um, I. It was my fault, rather. You know, but anyway, it was much needed, and and. And I'm kind of glad we didn't add to the the craziness of Bill's Mafia because there was a lot going on. We'll get into it a little bit, but not a lot. I just wanted to say um, thank Justin and um, Andrew for allowing me to host their um, their podcast, the Wandering Buffalo Bills podcast on the Fam Base Network. Appreciate you guys. I loved I loved it. I was a, I was scared at first, but got through it. Got through it. But we're going to get into this pod and this episode. The off season with the Buffalo Bills is a little crazy. I was watching um, Good Morning Football, and the question was: Are the Bills close closer to the Super Bowl ring now than they were last year? And when they asked the question. Everybody answered it with either the Jets, speaking about the Jets, or Miami. They really didn't say too much about the Buffalo Bills. So I pose that question to you, Robin. Do you think the Buffalo Bills are closer this year to a ring than they were last year? Yes. Okay. And I base that on several things in terms of, like, what have the Bills done during the offseason? So what are they now as compared to what they were a year ago at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a little list here. Number one is they revamped both lines. You know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have my thing for the hog mollies. Oh, I know. Yeah. I've got my thing for the big men and the big men on both lines got upgraded in my opinion. And you will see this, I think in the rush in the defensive line, it's going to be mm-hmm. better. Rousseau is going to have a better year. Ed Oliver is going to have a better year inside with Puna next to him. That line's been revamped. That's not the same line that it was a year ago. Now, right. Change in defense. Oh, on the offensive line, too. I better say that. My, my hog molly's on that side. I can't, yes. can't forget about them. So <laughs> we have David Edwards from the Rams for depth. We have Connor McGovern at left guard, presumably, from the Dallas Cowboys. An all-pro, if I believe, I, I believe, a pro bowler, at least for sure. Mm-hmm. So these lines have changed. The hog mollies have changed, and that may make the biggest difference that, that we see. The next thing that's different right. this year compared to last year is there's going to be a change in the defensive scheme, and you and I have talked about this. We're not, we're not going to have Ben Don't Break anymore. 
We're having Sean McDermott right. chaotic, nutso, aggressive defense. We're going to see a lot different kind of a scheme. They've added some veteran wide receivers as compared to last year. Okay, we lost Isaiah Robinson, but we gained um, Hardy. I have my, my, my wine went blank. Deion Hardy. Isaiah, Isaiah McKenzie. Isaiah McKenzie. Sorry about that. So you good? Yeah, you be good. My mind it just goes. Sheffield is the other wide receiver that I really like that pickup from Miami. We've got two tight ends now that look like they could be playing a big role in our offense, which is something we haven't seen as Bills fans in like ever. A, t- a two tight end offense. So the overall depth on the team is better now. So my answer to your question is because of all those things, I think the chances are better this year that the Bills could win a Super Bowl because the hog mollies have improved on both sides. And this is going to make a huge difference if everybody can stay healthy, but hopefully we have the depth to overcome that as well. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I know the signings that the Bills picked up aren't like sexy picks like all the, you know, other like Miami's and the Jets, you know, we understand that the money was tight. The bills, you know, were strapped for money. They had to get what they had. They had to take players took cuts. They took bonuses or yeah. Bonuses on the back end. We couldn't go out and get the, the sexy Jaguar. We had to go out and get a Kia, uh, you know, sorry for the kids who's driving a Kia, my bad. But, you know, you know what I mean. We couldn't go out there and get those guys. So I like what, what little money the Bills had. I like the pickups that they had. I like mm-hmm. the Puna Ford. I like the Rap. I like the Shell. I like the, um, like you said, Sherfields. I like the Floyd. You know, so if these guys could perform like they performed with other teams this year, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. You know, it's just the national media is trying to paint the Buffalo Bills in the light of desperate. And I don't like that. I don't think the Bills are desperate. I think the Bills now know that the window, and I hate to say window, um, they have to capitalize on on this opportunity because that 13 seconds is going to keep it. I haven't, like when the 13 seconds happened, we heard about it. We heard about it. We heard about it. I'm hearing about the 13 seconds like it was last year. Like everybody brings up this 13 seconds now. And I'm just like, okay. All right. Miss opportunity for sure. Miss opportunity. But we still have Josh Allen. We still have Dex um, and Stefan Diggs. Besides what you guys are saying, he's still in the building. Okay. He's not being traded. He's not going to Dallas. Like we have to chill. Um, But again, I think the national media is loving the Jets, is loving Miami. Not so much New um, New England, but they're loving these two. And we remember how that felt because we were there last year. Mm-hmm. We hated it. I hate that you win a Super Bowl in June and July. 
No. Like, stop. Stop. Indeed. So, yeah. Indeed. So, I mean, that segues into what we were going to talk about in terms of the Bills being favored to win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and last year. And, and this year, what's it going to be? Okay, yeah, it's Miami. It's the Jets. You know, you can say whoever, whoever you want to say, but I'm with you 100%. Last year, I was completely uncomfortable with all the hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. The Bills are ranked here. The Bills, 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 Bills. And it, of course, for all of us, felt odd because it's we haven't experienced that feeling or right. that media coverage, for that matter, uh, in since the 90s. It was and, a lot. It was too much. I didn't like it either. I was uncomfortable. I like that. I feel better when our team is an underdog because I think that's just natural to us. Right. I think that is very natural to us. I mean, I don't know about underdog. I just don't want you to dog the bills. Like they went from Super Bowl contenders to being Josh. He's not even a top five quarterback. He's not even this offensive line. You, if you, if we have the offensive line of 2020 and y'all said that offensive line sucked, but Josh, I want to say had his breakout season 2020. I want to say, mm-hmm. so if we had that offensive line to this offensive line coming up, you better watch out. Cause jo- Josh might just take another leap, you know? So it's just, it went from the darlings to the dogs I, it, 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 and, and I get it. That's the media, though, right? You know, right. And I would say I get it. You know, they got they they just got to do that stuff. It's clickbait. Yep. And if our fan base isn't the biggest chumps, oh my, they, they fall for it every time. Every time, without fail, without. But fail. But, you, but it gives them the clickbait. Yes. If you put something out there about Josh Allen not being the top five quarterback in this league, we are coming for your throat. You better explain why he is not. Everybody does not have to love Josh Allen like we do. No. And it's fine. It's fine. I don't expect people to do that. You know? But it just it's it's funny how one season you're this and one season the next season you're that. And I just and, and I didn't get the media until I got into this. Yeah, the, you know, you know what I mean. You you, you just say stuff which is not true, <laughs> and 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 it it runs. Takes on it's, a life of its own. It does. It's just like and it's you know media, how. Yeah, it's in social media is like gas on that fire. And you we, know how, and I, I always give this an example as I tell my kids this. Like you can tell somebody something and by the time it gets back to you, it's a whole different story. (laughs) Someone added more information to, I said, I like red shoes. (laughs) I like red shoes. Oh, she like red shoes with her, with her black socks. Oh, well, she said she like red shoes with a red sock and a blue sock. Well, then she's, you know, it's like, it just, it goes around. It's just, it's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. I, I think about, I've thought about this a couple of times. Can you imagine if there was social media in the days when Jim Kelly was playing? Oh. We would have had a 
talk about the drama, <laughs> the nineties. Hey, Robbie. And they were, and they were their own drama. They were their own soap opera most of the time on their own. But if you gaslight that with social media, I can't even imagine what it would have been like in the in the nineties. It it would have. You been know what I heard? You know what I heard all through all of this that happened last week? Bickering bills part two. <laughs> well, I said if you guys didn't know what the bickering bills was, I only knew like a little bit of stories. The bickering bills was really, they were really bickering. Like this is not even, there's dudes on this and we're going to get into to that, but there's dudes on this team is siding with certain, and it's, I don't want to say sides. They're in agreement. So it's no bickering there. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, the, the, the bills, they're fine. And we think their roster, we both think, I, I don't want to speak for you. I think their roster has improved since last year. They brung in pieces. Like, I think they went out intentionally, intentionally, intentionally went out and got players to help Josh and help that line. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know Mitch Morris was even hurt. That came out. Mm-hmm. That he had surgery on his on his elbow. Was it elbow? Was his right? His wrist, something. He had surgery on his elbow, I want to say. Uh, and then he had surgery on his ankle. So he was he was playing this whole time hurt. Didn't know that. It explains a lot too, doesn't it? It does. It does. It really does. Because Mitch, Mitch, and you had to wonder, at least I did, it was kind of like, okay, is Mitch sort of peaked and, you know, because he's getting up there. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe this is the beginning of a decline in his performance, something like that. Now we know. Right. Yeah. That does. Difference for offensive. Oh, my. You already know that it only takes one guy on that offensive line to mess the lineup. But. But Mitch was hurt, and we had um, Saffold, who was just playing like dog water. And, and and we were just like, wait, weren't you the same guy that was at the Pro Bowl or who was selected Pro Bowl? Or, and now we know what that means. It means nothing. So I was – so I'll say this about our line. I'm excited for our line because I think they really know that they need to improve that line. I'm hesitant. Because last year we improved the line too, and it played kind of like, you know, shit. So <laughs> I, I'll wait. I'll temper my expectations <laughs> until week five or six. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited for this offensive line. I am. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think both lines have had a tune-up. And size was an issue. Oh, yeah. And that was also addressed. Yes. Because Osiris Torrance, who's probably going to be playing right guard for us, is what, 325? Yeah, when I got some big boys. Big man. And even, I was thinking about this too when we were talking about upgrades (coughs) over last season. We were talking about wishing we had size with our wide receivers. Well, I can't wait to look at little, little, big Mr. Shorter. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When he takes the field at 6'4", because I think he's going to be a very interesting prospect. 
So yes, the narrative, the clickbait, the pendulum swings, all the stuff that goes on with the click, you know, the media in terms of trying to bait Bills fans. It's sad to me that Bills fans fall for it. Yes. Because it just enriches that it enriches the people that are doing this just to torment our fan base. And we fall for it hook, line, and sinker, and then some. Every time. And every, every time. Every single so, time. So Nice segue. I, I didn't know if you were trying to segue, but nice segue. Um, and we'll speak about it just for a little bit of, of the fact that the Diz situation. Some more have came out about Diggs, more media garbage, that he <laughs> might be upset um, of not getting an, a lot of targets. Now, Diggs is one of the most targeted wide receivers in the NFL. He might be second or third. I want to say he might be second behind Adams, Devontae Adams. I want to say yes. Um, so I don't know how that's going to play into this season because if he, if he, let's say he is, let's just say he's upset. You brought in, um, Kincaid, right? You still have Davis here. You have Sherfield and, and Hardy and shorter, shorter cooks, cooks gonna, oh, oh, and I forgot about, um, Shakir, yeah. you know, Cook's going to want some touches as well. So if you're saying that he was upset last year, he's going to be freaking frustrated this year. You know, if, if that's the the way the narrative is going. <laughs> and that's the whole thing, right? That just oh, drives me crazy. And so glad that we had the week off because it would have not been a good show if we had to do a show last week. Yeah. I, I was pretty upset isn't quite the right word, but dismayed maybe because I thought our fan base reacted kind of like we sometimes have a habit of doing. But I'll is, say this, Robin, yes. there, the, the fan base that, cause I've seen this, there's the fan base of you guys, you got to relax, <laughs> but you don't hear them. You don't hear them as much because you hear the other side of get him out of here. He's a diva anyway. Who needs him? Ship him away. They are the loudest ones. Then when we are cuz I'll say that I'll say we because I think that we have a level head and not saying that no one does not have a level head. So don't come in my mentions. Um <laughs> I'm just saying that I like to wait and see cuz I've I've been that fan. I've been that. Wait, wait, I've been that no, I want to. I, I just want to see this out. I want to see how this plays out, because the first game is going to be, and we're going to talk about this again um, next week. The first game is going to be very important, because national media is going to be there. People are going to be. Is Diggs upset? Josh didn't target him. You know, he only had three targets. Oh my God! It's going into the third quarter, and Diggs has six targets. What is Josh going to do? And if he's over-targeted, then you're just like, what is Josh is feeding him? He's forcing it to him. They're like, it's just, it's no balance. <laughs> it's no balance. Well, I know. I'm with you. 
And like I said, I'm glad I didn't have to talk about this last week because everybody's reactions were so over the top. At least we've had a week to have people settle down a little bit. But I thought the reaction was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, because we don't know the facts. I wrote an article for buffalofanbase.com last week about digs, and the title of it was Dig deeper before you pass yes. judgment on Stefan. And I loved it. I think it's very true that we have this tendency to jump into these narratives that we create in our heads when we don't have all the facts to understand the situation. But the other thing you and I talked about pre production here that bothers me a lot is what makes anybody think that if McDermott has a squabble with Diggs that they can't have a squabble and get over it right. and get on the other side of it and actually have it be therapeutic because you clear the air. Okay. Let me explain a little bit. So the season ended last year. It was dreadful. The game yes. was dreadful but we all felt the same hangover ever since what happened on the field to DeMar. Mm -hmm. it, it, it was big. It was a lot bigger than I think people really understood and how it affected the end of the season. And so the end of the season comes, everybody saw the argument that the Diggs argument, whatever mm -hmm. out, outburst that, that Diggs had on the sidelines with, with Josh. And, and we don't know what was said. No, we don't know. No, we have no idea. He might have been talking tiddlywinks for all we know. <laughs> you know. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. All we know was there was a loud conversation that went on between the two of them. So the season ends and they clean out their lockers the next day. They can't wait to get out of there. They've got every one of them has vacations booked, whatever. They're exhausted. They don't want to talk about anything and process it. They just want to go away mm -hmm. and relax. And I understand that process things. So Diggs doesn't come to OTAs. Of course, Bill's Mafia has a poop fit about it. Oh, you should be. A no, we talked about that before. So he's not yep. an OTA. So the first chance that Diggs gets to talk to McDermott is when he comes back for mandatory minicamp. And like McDermott said, he showed up, he did his physical, he did everything. And then something happened. That's all that yes. we know is that it something happened. Well, guess what? I said this in in my in my blog post, and it made me laugh because it it's true. Diggs came in like a bad wind off of Lake Erie. Yes. Okay. He probably was storing all this crap that he had in his head from the end of the season, and he wanted to get it out. And Diggs is passionate. You see what, how he reacts on the sideline. Isaiah McKenzie said that he's a passionate player. He's yes. a passionate guy. Yes. So he blows, you know, he blows a stack about whatever he needed to process. What's to say they didn't air all of this? And everybody said, oh, yeah, you know, right. Okay. You know, we'll get all, you know, they get all the crap out and they move on. And this is what McDermott was trying to say. If anybody wanted to listen to him. 
after this happened, McDermott came back and gives a separate press conference because he was upset at the way he handled the first one. And he came back and said, look it, we're good. And of course, nobody believes him, you know, because it's like everything, oh, they, that's all coach speak, whatever. Well, what if it isn't? What if they really did have a heavy duty discussion, aired out some grievances, got it all out, and they're going to be better off for it? Right. Why can't that be the narrative? Can't be a narrative. End of rant. It, it, it's it's cool. <laughs> it's all good. I like listen. It's like you said. He stated everything was resolved, but I mean, there's we'll see. It's the it can't be resolved. It's the off season. Nothing can be we'll nothing can be tied up and put in a bowl and be done because no. it's the off season, and we need to prolong this until. Till, till August, until September, until the first game with the Jets. We need to put, we need to make this narrative that the Bills and Diggs are not happy. That the huh? that Diggs want to be shipped out of Buffalo because he's not happy with Josh Allen. And I heard this one. Diggs is not happy with Josh because he's he's now a star. What? Can you explain there was a, there was a lot. Is a lot. He's dating a star. He's got the matting now. He's a star. I was like, yo, yo, wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Josh is upset with Diggs because he didn't apologize to him. I said, okay. But Vaughn said there's nothing wrong. And I'm going to go with Vaughn. <laughs> so am I. And speaking of Vaughn, you had something to share about Vaughn. Yes. I love the segues and we're not even trying. This is awesome. <laughs> um, so Vaughn stated that his ACL was healed and I'm like, yay, yay, yay. But sit Vaughn. I don't want you. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know. I don't want him playing the first game. I'm nervous. I'd rather he play actually like come in about week six. I don't want you playing in that on that turf. Oh God, no! I know. Every ever since that happened with Tredavious, every time I see the Bills playing on that surface, I cross my fingers. Yes, it's terrible. I'm I'm so happy that he's ready to. He said he's he's not in football shape. So now right. now that I'm done like rehabbing and all that, now I'm my step now is to get into football shape. So that's his next step, which mm -hmm. is great. And we as Bills fans love to hear that. But we're yeah. still slow down. Well, Vaughn is that's a that's a double-edged sword because Vaughn, on the one hand, will it, it mentally that isn't in his vocabulary. It's, I know it's not all go all the time. And I think what he's trying he's trying to reassure Bills fans. I love him so much. It's going to be okay. Everybody. He was talking about the digs thing also, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. He says the things that make the most sense when he said, this is off tangent, but when he said this about digs, you can't treat every player the same way. I like right? that. Can't you can, you, you can try, but you can't because they're different. They're not the same. Right. And, but he explained that so beautifully. He but did. He did. He really did. He made the most sense of anyone about the about. The but he also said this too, and I love that because a reporter asked him, 
So what do you say to younger players about the dig situation? He said, I would tell them to mind their business, <laughs> which is true. Yes. Which is true. Yes. Which is absolutely, true. Absolutely true. So I think Vaughn wants so much to share with the fan base that he's going to be okay, that he's going to be a hundred percent, that he's ready to go. I think that's very important to him. I think it's part of, he gets, he understands what this football team means to the community and he understands the insanity. I mean, truly our fan base is insane at times. Yeah. Yeah. And not easy to understand sometimes by outsiders who come in and are like, Oh, what is this? Wait, if about? we as fans can't understand our own fan base, <laughs> they are obnoxious at times. I don't expect other fan bases to get it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's true. We don't, we don't even understand ourselves, but what I do know is what everybody says and everybody meaning players, coaches, media, we're different. We're not, yeah. we're different. And we're even different. Everybody wants to compare us to Green Bay Packers fans, but we're different than Green Bay no. Packers fans. Mm -mm. We have too many no. titles. We have so much trauma. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Yeah. And we're more, uh, we're of most, more a giving uh, fan base. Yeah. You know, we, we will give to charity to, 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 uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. Um, um, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, like that's the type of fan base we are, yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't see any fan base that way. I no, don't. We I show don't. leadership. Um, time we've got last thing. Problems. Yes. <laughs> yes. Damn oh bad. no, that, that we do that we do. <laughs> um, but lastly, um, Eric Washington, yes. uh, was named assistant head coach, uh, ND line coach. I thought that was uh, pretty dope. Um, but some, of course, some Bills Mafia was like, why are we always hiring within? Why can't we, you know, hire on the outside? I, I This is what I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, the Eric Washington thing, uh, first off, congratulations to Coach Washington. I think Absolutely. that's a well-deserved uh, title for him. And, being that Sean McDermott is going to be so involved with the defense, it's it makes sense that he would do that, would kind of bring Eric Washington to to that assistant head coach level. Leslie Frazier had that title as well. So it's nice to see Eric get some praise and he just it's well deserved. People let me ask I, you a question. Do you think that puts a pin in Leslie Frazier coming back? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's it it's it it next year is it's going to be interesting at the end of the season to see how that mm -hmm. how that all shakes out. I think for for McDermott this year it's like I I think he's just thinking so tunnel visioned about this season. Okay, this season, we all feel it. We talked about it earlier in terms of the pressure to win the Super Bowl. It's all it's all there. But Eric Washington, he, I want to get back to a point I was going to make before mm -hmm. him. I saw some criticism of him on social media about 
because the defensive line didn't produce the way that people anticipated that it would last year. And I was one of them. I, I think the defensive line did not produce to the standard that I expected them to produce. And mm -hmm. so people wanted to put that on Eric Washington. But again, you and I have talked about this before. That defensive line never had somebody who was consistently playing one technique defensive tackle so that Ed Oliver could be freed up to do what Ed Oliver can do best, which is not be a one technique defensive tackle. So I think that it was kind of unfair. And then Jordan Phillips injury really hampered their defensive line last year a lot more than I think people expected. Tim right. Settle, I expected a little more from him than we saw. I'm hoping I, you know what? I was disappointed. I was very disappointed because he came from the commanders, Washington, and I'm yeah. doing a podcast with um, a guy, Deuce, and I'm going to, he, I, I was on actually one of his podcasts and he asked me how did, how did I feel about Tim Settle? And I said, I have one word. I was said, I was disappointed. Mm -hmm. Same. I was disappointed because um, I thought from him coming over to the commanders, knowing he was behind potentially two guys, I want to say, um, and wanted wanted people to know that, you know, I could I could ball, and we just did not see it. We did. I was disappointed. We didn't, and I expected because yes, I thought he would be more aggressive. Yes. I'm not so sure. Maybe I'm just thinking out loud here, crazy brain. Um, maybe part of the problem was the scheme might have been different, you know, with less. Right and perhaps he will have a step up this year with McDermott's defensive line as right. a lot. Um Russo Russo spoke about that in his presser and he said that having having um Sean McDermott as their their um defensive coordinator now allows you he allows you to see things things differently. Mm -hmm. Um like I can't go into what he was saying, but he said he's teaching us a different way yes. to where, you know, what Leslie Frazier taught us. He's teaching us to see things differently. And I'm just, I'm just, I just can't wait. I'm know? glad you brought that up because I won't go into the details, but that does bring up something that we can talk about in the future. And I would like to talk about it more because why is that? This is such a good thing that you brought up. Why is it that a player like Rousseau would suddenly flourish with a different coach? There's mm -hmm. a reason for that. And it has to do with different learning styles. And we'll get into it in a, in a different podcast. But I'd like to talk Let me write about that, that down. Yeah. Different learning uh, styles. All right. Learning styles and, and another person who's a real expert at that talking about that is our friend Dean Kindig, because that's what he did. We can um, have him on the show. Yes. And it, it would be fun, a fun show to do. But at any rate, that's that's a big difference. And so I think we are going to see a big difference with the, how this defense performs. And I expect Rousseau to eat lunch this year. Yeah, I, think, I do, too. I think he's I do, too. I don't know about AJ Epinesa. It's time for him to show up and boogie bash him better. Boogie better flash earlier. He's going to end up on the trading block. 
Yes. And but is he is he is he trade value though? I think at this point, I was listening to Chris Brown and Steve Tasker on One Bills Live talk about this. If you can get any trade value because the roster is so deep on defensive line, they're going to have to cut players that will start on other teams. Oh, yeah. They're 53-man rosters. So gotcha. they can get a seventh-round draft pick for anybody. At least they're getting something because there are players that are not going to make the team. Right. So that's where we're right. at. Right. It's a happy problem to have, isn't it? So no, it is. It is. You're going to go from 90 to 53 like that. So <laughs> it's going to be exciting. It's awesome. going to be we're going to be kind of sad, but it's going to be exciting. <laughs> but I, that's it. That's all I have. Unless you got something I'm else. I'm done. And we did good today. 36 minutes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably one of our shortest you. ones, but yeah, hey, we, I missed you too. I'm so, so feels, it feels so good to have conversations with you. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But we're going to get out of here. This was Tea Time with Robin. This was episode 20, was it 28? 28. Yeah, it's moving along. It's moving along. So we will see you guys next week. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. You have been listening to Tea Time with Robin. Go Bills.